Hello, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Joy Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a radio ministry, podcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. We're thankful that you've tuned in today as we're preaching through God's Word. We're praying God's Word will speak to your heart as it's preached and taught from the pulpit of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. He got nothing. But guess what? In about five years' time, God is going to use this moment from five years ago in order to bring about his great work. Now, I can't help but believe that this is here in God's word as a reminder to all of us that when we're waiting on the Lord, that's good. When we don't understand and we have to wait, that's okay. Look, God's at work in life's lengthy delays. You're here tonight and you're waiting on an answer. Hey, just keep waiting. Wait patiently on the Lord. God is at work. You can be sure he's at work. And he's going to use the details of the past. He's going to use the details of your life. He's going to, be the, he's going to use the good things that you've done for his glory to bring about his great will. Hey, look, wait on the Lord. I never tire of saying it because it's so important in our Christian lives. Always in the Bible, waiting is a good thing. Always in the Bible, waiting is a good thing. We love to wait, don't we? I just love waiting, especially in the checkout line at Walmart. I love it. I'm just kidding, I don't. But anytime you're waiting on God... Anytime you're waiting on the Lord, you're in a good spot. Just remember, waiting on God is good. The Bible says it like this, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hey, look, wait on the Lord. And so he is in the lengthy delays. I don't know, maybe Mordecai a few times along the way. This is speculation. Maybe Mordecai a few times along the way. I tell you what, you can save the king's life around here and nobody even gives a rip. You know, you can save the king's life around here and nobody gets any praise. But this, this Haman, this bad, bad Haman. But we see God's going to use the lengthy delay in a big way. He's putting all the details together. So just remember something. God is at work in life's details. Number two, God is at work in lengthy delays. And finally, number three, God is at work in little devils. In little devils. Now, Haman is a little devil. Have you ever dealt with a little devil? You know, you know, we have them, don't we? Uh, coworkers, employees, family members, little devils. How many of you have ever dealt with a little devil? Yeah. That's good. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you're dealing with one right now, but there's a good chance that numbers of you are. <laughs> Somebody's volunteering to raise their hand about dealing with a little devil right now. And uh, that's good. I want to remind you of something. God is at work in little devils. Now, we know what's going on here with Haman. Old Haman has got a plan to hang Mordecai. And not only is he going to hang Mordecai, but he's going to kill every Jew in 127 provinces of King Ahasuerus. But I want you to remember something. God is at work in the little devils. God's going to take care of business. God's going to protect his people. God's going to see his will come through 
God is at work in the little devil. Let's see what the Bible says in verse number four. The king said, who is in the court? Now, this is fascinating. The Bible says, who is in the, the king says, who in the court? Now, Haman was come into the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. Now, the king has just finished re- having read to him the chronicles. He's asked, has anybody done anything to honor Mordecai for what he did five years ago? There, his helpers say, no, no one has. And, uh, so the king says, which one of my princes, which one of my helpers is out there, is out in the court, that's out in the outer court this morning? And someone says, well, Haman's out there. Now, Haman's a man on a mission. He skipped breakfast because he was on a mission. He was going to not bow and put up with Mordecai one more day. He's already got the, build, the, the gallows built, and he's going to talk to the king. He's going to have Mordecai hanged this morning. You can just imagine Haman's out there wringing his hands. You ever been outside the doctor's office waiting to get in, outside the lawyer's office waiting to get in? You got there early because this is an important matter of business. That's the way Haman is right now. He's anxiously waiting. The king calls him in. The Bible says in verse number six, so Haman came in and the king said unto him, what shall be done of the man whom the king delighteth to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, to whom would the king delight to do honor more than to myself? Now let me tell you something. Pride comes before a fall. And old Haman, he's, he's got it bad. I read this today and I thought it was a great description, an accurate description of Haman. David Guzik said this. He said, Haman was a tragic man who would only believe he had done well when he heard applause. What a tragic man was old Haman. Haman thought, my lands, who else would the king want to, uh, want to honor but me? And he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to come up with a plan that makes me feel really, really, really good. And so Haman answers in verse number seven, Haman answered the king, for the man whom the king delighteth to honor, let the royal apparel be brought, which the king useth to wear, and the horse that the king rideth upon, and the crown royal which is set upon his head. And let this apparel and the horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, and that, that they may array the man with all whom the king delighteth to honor, and bring him on horseback through the street of the city, and proclaim before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delighteth to honor." And so Haman comes with this plan, get the king's apparel, get the king's horse, get a prince, one of the king's princes, and have him parade this man through town, declaring this is what happens to a man that the king honors. Now, when I read this, I think that's not any fun. I mean, if you're going to honor a man, give him something that he can eat. Give him something that he can spend. Give him something that he can use. Who cares about borrowing the king's coat and riding the king's horse through town and letting the king's prince brag on you for a minute? That's empty and shallow. And I can imagine, I want to see Mordecai's face as he's riding around through town with the king's coat on, with the king's horse. Uh, and, you know, this is what happens. I mean, a big whoopee, you know. But to a man that only cares about the praise and applause of man, one, he's going to miss God's will. One, he's going to be a mean devil to deal with. But to a man that is only concerned about the praise of man and 
placement in this kingdom, this worldly, wicked kingdom, and in this world, the praise of man is going to be more important than anything else. And this is not something that's going to be appealing to a man after God's heart. Here you've got Haman. He said, oh, man, I'll tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to wear that coat. I'd like to ride that horse. I'd like to have somebody singing my praises all through town as everybody bows to me again. And the king says, hmm, that's great news. I like that plan. If that's what you think somebody will like, that's good. Here's what I want you to do in verse number 10. Then the king said to Haman, make haste, take the apparel on the horse, as thou hast said, and do even so to Mordecai the Jew. That sit at the feet, sit at the king's gate, let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. Then took Haman the apparel and the horse and arrayed Mordecai and brought him on horseback through the street of the city and proclaimed before him, thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor. I'd like to hear the tone of voice that Haman's using. I want to see his face again. I want to hear his tone of voice. I want to see his demeanor. Oh, Haman, he is literally getting what's coming to him. Here he goes leading Mordecai, his arch nemesis, the very man he'd hoped to have hung by now, leading through town, singing his praises. The Bible says in verse 12, And Mordecai came again to the king's gate. But Haman hasted to his house, mourning and having his head covered. When you're mourning with your head covered, this was just like you'd lost your nearest relative. It's like a death had occurred. He's mourning. And the Bible says in verse 13 that Haman told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends everything that had befallen him. You remember yesterday he came home mad as a hornet because Mordecai wouldn't bow to him. And he told, he told all of his family about how rich he was. He told his wife how many children he had as if she needed to know. She, he, told, he told everything. He bragged and bragged on himself. But then he said, but none of this makes any difference. I can't stand Mordecai. And so his family tells him, I'll tell you what you ought to do. You ought to just build a gallows and have him hung on it. And so Mordecai had his gallows built. The Bible says then in verse number 13 that Haman told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends and everything that had befallen him. Then said his wise men and Zeresh, his wife. These are the same people who just told him yesterday to build the gallows. This is reminding you to be careful where you get your counsel and advice from. Then said his wise men and Zeresh his wife unto him, If Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shalt surely fall before him. Yesterday, they was all about putting Mordecai to death. But today, they said, huh, If all these details have orchestrated the way they have today, and Mordecai is of the seed of the Jews. He's one of God's people. I think these folks began to wise up a little bit. As they, whoa, Haman may have a lot of power and authority and money and influence in this society, but when he has to face off with God, the God of the Jews, you know what they began to think about? They began to think about the plagues of Egypt. They began to think about the parting of the Red Sea. They began to think about 
parting of the Jordan River. They began to think about the walls of Jericho. They began to think about all that God had done and orchestrated through David and Solomon. And they began to think about all the history of the Old, Test- of the Old Testament and the power of God, the people of God. And they said, whoa, hmm. if you've begun to fall to this man who's of the seed of the Jews, the Bible says, and his family said, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shalt surely fall before him. The Bible says in closing this chapter, verse 14, and while they were yet talking with him, came the king's chamberlain and hasted to bring Haman under the banquet that Esther had prepared. <laughs> You'll surely fall. There's a couple of things to remind us of. One, if you choose to work against God, you'll surely fall. I don't care what friends and family and the world's counsel is. If their counsel is against God and God's people, you'll surely fall. And Haman makes a terrible mistake. We should be mindful of Haman's great mistake. But also, we should be reminded of this great truth. God is at work in the little devils. You think right now there's no way in the world that you can get victory over this person that's giving you so much grief. Let me tell you, if you'll keep trusting the Lord, keep doing what's right, don't play in the mud and the muck and sinful behavior like other people do. If you'll keep waiting and trusting the Lord, God is at work in the little devils. And we can be sure of a couple things. Be sure your sins will find you out. And you can also be sure of this, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And we're reminded that God is at work. God is at work. Man, it's so easy to get discouraged when this person opposes you and this person gives you grief and this situation's coming down the pike. Hey, don't forget this week, God is at work in life's details, in lengthy delays, and in little devils. It's always right to choose the Lord. And Esther and Mordecai paved the way and prove the concept that trusting the Lord always works out. Put God first. You'll be glad you did. He's faithful. Let's pray. Thank you for listening today to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a ministry of faith of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. For more Bible preaching, visit us at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com or download our app wherever you get your apps, Chilhowee Baptist Church. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day.